Boxes and Tea podcast fans. It is your girl, Danny here, and we're back. Um, yeah, you know, it was a much-needed break, I have to say. Um, a number of things went wrong, technically, from audio issues to microphone issues to laptop issues. It was a mess, but alas, here we are. And we are back at it again to talk more about MLMs, cult-like environments, and actually, I'm here to tell you about two different experiences that I completely forgot about purely because I totally erased them from my brain. Worldwide has taken up so much that I totally forgot that I was actually in one MLM and I was introduced to another one. So quick disclaimer, any of the organizations or companies I'm going to be talking about today. This is all based on personal opinion. This is all based on information that I have found online that has already been reported. This is based solely, solely on my experiences, other people's experiences, and I'm not here to defame anybody. I am here to share what I feel is an important experience to share. If people want to join these organizations or companies, go for it. I'm not here to tell you not to. However, I am going to tell you what my experience was during this time. So that being said, <laughs> the first first one I'm going to talk to you about today is actually the one that I was approached to do while I was involved with Worldwide already. So I was invited to this conference center, which was inside of a hotel. And let me tell you, it was the same hotel where I actually met who would become my upline in Worldwide. So that was already ironic enough. And what's funny is I was invited to this event by my employers. I'm going to call them Alex and Catherine. Their names have been changed. And I was working for a guy who was, um, he did some freelance work. I believe that he had done um, some sort of internet design. And he had posted something online asking for someone to go do some cold calling for him. I was looking for jobs to do at home. This was 2018. I had found out I was pregnant. And I was a mess at this time. Realistically, I was not the candidate for this person. He and I actually ended up kind of drifting apart. I really wasn't helping him at all. He wasn't talking to me. And this whole experience actually created some skepticism of the way that I felt about him anyway. So it just, it was never going to be a good situation anyway. So him and his girlfriend, so Alex and his girlfriend, Catherine, they were kind of like my employers, if you will. And um, they were really nice people. I mean, they were people that, you know, were very outgoing. They were in their, like, I want to say late 20s, early 30s. They were people that were trying to connect really well with me. And I really appreciated that. Where we got along really well was this idea of success principles. So it's 2018. I am two years deep into Worldwide. And I'm actually at this time starting to have those negative <laughs> thoughts about Worldwide because this is during the time when I was getting back with my abusive ex, Kyle. This was around the time when I stopped really trusting my upline because my upline really encouraged me to go back into this relationship. I mean, Jenny knew that he was unfaithful for an entire month before she decided to say something when we sat down at a fucking Starbucks. So Jenny, I swear I will never forgive you for that. And you were there in the room when my child was born. And another regret that I have, that sucks. However, going to this event here, because we we really um, connected on these success principles and the idea of going to seminars, they actually invited me to one. And I was, I was already kind of skeptical because I was in Worldwide. 
And when you're in worldwide and you're like in deep in worldwide, you are pompous as fuck. You are not going to look at any other organization as if there is any possibility that they can help you. Because worldwide was the end all be all. This was the organization, the only organization that was going to lead me to success. Everyone else were scammers. Everyone else was a pyramid scheme. Everyone else was copying what we did and they could never, ever add up to worldwide. So I went to this event just kind of already skeptical. When I pulled up to the hotel, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, shit, this is where I met Barbara. And that's where I had sat down with Robert and Barbara for the first time. And, oh, my God, it's just crazy. Like, everything's coming back to me now. So I walk in, and there's tons of people in business suits just flooding the place, very similar to what a Worldwide Dream Builders conference would look like or Brit Worldwide or any sort of other training organization. So I walk in. I find Alex and I find Catherine, and it turns out that Alex is actually a leader of some kind with this organization and had pulled Catherine in with him, and she had gone through this training. So as everybody's kind of getting seated, you know, it's very similar. You're connecting with people. Oh, hey, how did you, how did you end up here? Who brought you here? All the same questions that you're asking people that you come in contact with at a Worldwide Dream Builder event. And once everything got started, it was really interesting. There was a woman who was speaking, and I believe she was one of the leaders of the organization. And what's really interesting is that we didn't get any history of this organization. It purely just kind of jumped into all of these people had just got done with this training, and they're here to tell you their experiences. So one by one, people were coming up, and they were talking about how they had completed this, this training, and their lives had been totally changed. Their lives were just so different now that they had to share it, but they were also going to continue going through the training after training after training that this organization offers. This was called the Landmark Forum. Their website is Landmark Worldwide, and they are what is considered a large group awareness training. Now, I know Worldwide is an Amway's tools business, which is kind of a category all on its own, but I also kind of link it in as well with the large group awareness training because, again, it's a large group and it's purely training. Worldwide is not the products. Worldwide is, quote, the training organization. So I feel it's very similar. Um, so, again, when I say that I'm speaking about worldwide, that is who my beef is with. I'm speaking purely based on personal experiences. I'm also not here to defame anybody. I'm just here telling a story. And I have no beef with the Amway Corporation. They are just a distribution company. They are in no way linked to these tools, organizations, other than the fact that they peddle their products. As far as I know, it's a symbiotic relationship that honestly doesn't seem like either of them really want anything to do with, allegedly. But that being said, my experience with Worldwide kind of really tainted my view on trainings. You know, you think about seminars that are run by Tony Robbins or, I don't know, Gary Vaynerchuk or, you know, any of those big name um, success speakers, I guess, if you want to call them that. Um, and I know that there are sales trainings that are real. There early are people who are out here who are training salesmen in different types of careers, whether it's, you know, some sort of an electronic sales, whether it's employees at um, companies like Nike and Apple. I know that those things exist and I know that they're legitimate, but 
where do you draw the line between legitimate and illegitimate? Where do you draw the line between this is a cult-like environment and this is just a training seminar? That's where something like Worldwide really kind of blurred the lines. So at this Landmark Forum event, which is really interesting, um, I was in no way interested. Like I said, there was no way in hell I was going to be going through just some bullshit training with nothing at the end of it. And again, it's the same thing as Worldwide to me. Um, but Worldwide, of course, was paddling an Amway product. They, they, quote, said that they could make you millionaires, quote, the same way that Landmark Forum says that they can change your life. So what's really funny about this event is one of the people that was sitting next to me, he actually knew Catherine. And I believe that she's the one who introduced him to this Landmark Forum. And he went through the training. And... Um, he actually would become one of my downline later on, which is really funny because I feel so bad for him. I'm so sorry to you out there who had paid what sounds like hundreds of thousands, hundreds to thousands of dollars for this training. And then I kind of pulled you into Worldwide where you would spend even more money. My guy, I am so sorry. But this experience was just so weird. It always just felt so culty. And again, that's ironic coming from me. But it just, it was so weird. And, and kind of looking back, I mean, the same way that Worldwide reminded me of a cult, that's how it felt with the Landmark Forum. Everybody was like cheering and hollering and clapping. And it just felt so robotic. And the way that people were talking, they were almost speaking the same exact story with, you know, subtle nuances and it was not appealing to me and honestly I, I never cared to go through this training the same way that my employer claimed that he wanted me to I was in no way interested so that was my experience going to a landmark forum seminar or it was really just a testimonial like event that's all that it really was in my opinion um but so let's talk about this landmark forum because I had never heard of it before and I'm wondering, has anybody else out there had any experience with the Landmark Forum? So the Landmark Forum, again, is considered uh, a large group awareness training. This was actually started by the founder, Werner Erhard, and it was started as Erhard Seminar Training back in 1971. And it actually then became the forum in 1984. In 1991, Erhard actually sold the forum. And it is now known uh, as modern day as Landmark Forum. And the new owners, it's actually an employee stock ownership plan. So all of the employees, which I believe there's like 600 plus, um, they all collectively own stocks to own the Landmark Forum. And so this guy, Erhard, in 1991, he had quite a few allegations against him. I mean, we're talking some very serious allegations, so much that he just kind of vanished during these reports. Um, so CBS had actually done a 60 Minutes episode about him. And during this time, he was being accused of tax fraud. He was also being accused by his daughters, Adair and Celeste Erhard, they were opening up about their father's abuse to them and their mother, Ellen, who is his second wife. During this time as well, his daughter from his first marriage, her name is Deborah Rosenberg, she alleged that she was molested by her father. And what's really interesting is that these all these accusations have been recanted and redacted. CBS actually went as far as deleting the episode because they had, quote, done some further research and found that there were so many factual inaccuracies. Uh, also, the daughters had recanted their own allegations as well. And I believe Deborah actually sued 
one of the um one of the reporters for basically slandering and and getting her accounts wrong or or also um um saying that she was going to get a book deal when she wasn't um so that's kind of how all of that ended because Earhart is actually still successful to this day um but he no longer is anything a part of the landmark forum so again i just want to be very clear all of these were allegations that have all since been recanted so the landmark forum they're actually pretty well known i guess amongst the larger corporations i know that i read um in around 2014 ish uh, lululemon actually started having their employees attend the forum as a part of their training um in an article it was reported that they had, they had actually stopped forcing their employees by 20 in 2015 however there are um, reviews on Glassdoor of employees alleging that the Landmark Forum is still a part of their training, and then that is what ruined their Lululemon experience. Now, again, this is no shame to Lululemon. This is not me defaming Lululemon. I am purely just expressing how they have a connection with the Landmark Forum, and that online previous employees have alleged that Lululemon itself is almost like a cult-like environment because the CEO has actually wanted to implement a lot of the Landmark Forum teachings into his actual business so again this is purely based on employees who are reporting these as their personal opinions their personal experiences no shame hate or anything to lululemon um but one of the Lululemon employees reported that there was a lot of public humiliation involved with the trainings, and it was used as a form of promoting a breakthrough. Um, and that was reported on Racked.com by 2015. I believe that Racked is now Vox. Um, but the things that are reported by some of the previous employees of Lululemon or people who had gone through the forum itself, some of these are pretty horrendous things that they're saying went on behind closed doors. Again, I don't know. I haven't been through the Landmark Forum, but I do think that it's an interesting story to tell. And I do think that it's very interesting. And these people are validated in their opinions. I mean, I'm not going to say that they're wrong. Now, I'm going to tell you, I went to Reddit to read quite a few of people's experiences and somebody out there, especially people in these organizations, they'll say that, oh, Reddit users are just liars. Going to Reddit for anything is stupid. They can't even give their full names, da, 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 da. And let's be real, Reddit has some incredibly insightful commentary. And I remember uh, Taylor, the club owner in Worldwide, he would always say, oh, you're gonna trust, um, ex username over somebody who's giving you their actual face and it's like so many people are afraid to share their opinions because they're afraid of backlash because they're afraid of getting sued because they have so much anxiety and, and you cause them so much trauma that they don't feel safe enough to come out openly about their opinions and let me tell you it's not easy it's not easy being the face of what is open criticism to places that we've had bad experiences with. There are quite a few litigious companies out there. And even as much as to protect myself and my guests, I change names because I'm not out here to, one, I'm not out here to ruin anybody's lives. You know, I'm speaking based on my personal opinions. I'm speaking, my, my guests are speaking on their opinions and we're not here to, def to defame anybody. Like that's not my goal. However, I can see how a lot of people because of the power dynamic would be afraid to come out publicly. And when I remember Taylor saying these things, I remember I didn't think about that ahead of time. And now I think about that all the time. And, you know, there's a reason why people are going on Reddit and not publicly saying these things. So with that being said, Reddit has some great, fantastic 
commentary has some great people coming forward about experiences. And I mean, this goes for a lot of things, not just their experiences with jobs or MLMs or quote cults or whatever. This goes as far as, you know, something like medication. I was given a medication that I told my doctor was making me feel a certain way. And I was told that it was not making you feel that way. It was, you know, not very common. But yet I went on Reddit and so many people were experiencing the same. And, you know, there's a lot of people giving their experiences out there that are super helpful. One of the Reddit users, really within the last nine months, uh, I believe it was last year that this was reported, but this person, I'm going to read what they said. They said, I did it. It's a cult. People I trusted begged me to attend. There was some mildly helpful. However, I was told to contact my abuser multiple times throughout the weekend and even ask him to attend. I was told to, quote, ask for forgiveness for what had gone wrong in our relationship. It seems like it would be helpful if there, was, <laughs> if there were any mental health professionals involved, but there are not. And you have to sign a waiver stating you don't have any mental illness. It causes a cycle of victim blaming and ultimately hindered my own healing. That's pretty serious. I mean, <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but that kind of sounds similar to what I experienced with Worldwide. What a lot of women, let's be real, a lot of women experience this in Worldwide where, you know, we're told to forgive our abusers. We're told that they're not abusive, that they're going to change, that they're sewing into him. The amount of times I heard the words sewing into him, it is repulsive and disgusting and it makes me so freaking mad. You know what I mean? Like you think about that one person's um, testimony, right? And you think about how brave they were to even say that publicly. Could you imagine that you're a survivor of, you know, domestic violence or any sort of abuse and you're expected to, you're, you're being told, hey, you need to call your abuser. You need to apologize for what happened in your relationship or whatever happened. So we're victim blaming. Um, and then you actually have to bring them here because we can supposedly change him. Bullshit. I'm so sick and tired of organizations like actually thinking this is a real thing. But this is just one person's account of the Landmark Forum. And when you go onto Reddit and you read some of these other stories, you're really just met with, you know, you're met with different things. And there are actually some people who they claim to have had good experiences too. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say it's all hate because it's not, you know, just like worldwide, you'll still find people on Reddit, on YouTube, in whatever comment section of somebody who's criticizing these organizations. They're so... I allegedly brainwashed that they're going to come in and defend their quote, quote leaders. Right. So you have a lot of people who are asking questions like, Hey, have you heard of the forum? Like how, what can I expect? And, and people, you know, they're coming on and they're telling their previous, you know, real experiences. Another Reddit user said, I had a family member get wrapped up in this for a time. Now we were both raised in a religious cult. So his aff affiliation with this group really concerned me. I'd gone through therapy to help with the PTSD and other issues from being raised in a cult and he hadn't they definitely reminded me of an mlm they definitely promote a lot of magical thinking and victim blaming he was encouraged to he was encouraged that by just quote forgiving a toxic and dangerous relative in our lives that everything would be great they also taught that the tan that the trauma he suffered from the cult's abuse was really his fault for holding on to it Again, it's crazy to me that, that this is considered an acceptable form of training that's, quote, supposed to, quote, change your life. Um, I find that to be complete and utter bullshit. But again, I'm speaking based on somebody else's account. I've never been through it. But if that really happened, dude, that 
fucking sucks. Like, that's so fucked up. And I could see how it's like an MLM because you're, in a way, and, and allegedly you're being coached on how to talk to people. I mean, you're constantly trying to bring people into this landmark forum the same way you are with worldwide and i don't know with the landmark forum if they have any sort of compensation plan um i've read that some of their leaders get paid um they get paid in the tens of thousands and then um if they get high enough they reach the six-figure income um but they're they're structured a lot like nexium and if you know anything about nexium you know that the founder keith ranieri is a shit person who has been accused of so many horrendous things and that guy is in my opinion guilty of every single one and the people who are still defending this guy who proclaimed that he could fucking cure Tourette's I feel so bad for you that you were still so utterly brainwashed by this person that it, it is just repulsive and I'm so sorry for you um but it's just a consistent um trainings that's all that it is you're moving up from training to training to training and you're paying for most of them to my understanding i mean you're just paying for what would be the next step the next training it's just an endless amount of trainings and to me that just it just feels weird it sounds weird to me and it's not something that i would ever be interested in i mean and again it's like worldwide you know they proclaim that you know if you go to just one more meeting one more meeting every single week all these meetings where you're hearing the exact same fucking talk several times you're going to be a millionaire because you're peddling Amway products. However, allegedly, as reported to me by an unnamed anonymous third-party source, they're getting paid on those apps. They're getting paid on the training materials. That's where most of their money's fucking coming from. So my curiosity is how are these landmark forum people getting paid and what keeps people coming in? Because I personally was, I had no interest, but I wonder, however, if I had seen it through the eyes of somebody who had not seen worldwide, if maybe I had been, you know, I, I heard from somebody say that, that nobody is above a cult and it's true. You know, when they find what it is that sings to your heart, you're going to be in like some people say, oh, I could never, but I saw this meme once that said, what would it take to get you into a cult? And somebody I know said, um, you know, paid groceries and free um, health insurance. And I'm telling you, if there was a cult out there that was like, hey, this is what we're offering for you. I think it'd be hard for some people to resist because that's your pain point. And um, it just makes me sad. So I, that's really all that I can speak to with the Landmark Forum. If there's anybody out there who has been through it and would like to give their experience, their testimony, please reach out. Um, you guys can find me on Instagram at XSNT underscore podcast. Please send me a DM. That's where you can reach me to discuss either coming on the podcast or just telling me your story. I would love to hear what you experienced and then share it with everybody else because this is where we share anti-MLM content. And as promised, we are going to go in into what was the other MLM that I was actually in? Well, we're actually going to rewind a little bit. We're going to rewind back to 2014, end of 2014, early 2015. This is at the peak of my relationship in the beginning with Kyle. This is when I was probably my most abused. This is the most, um, trauma that I had been through, I was really fucked up during this period of time. And I was working at a, I was working at Claire's. Okay. So not to defame Claire's, but that was literally probably one of the worst jobs that I've ever had, ever had. And the manager that I had, man, who personal experience here, but I've 
fucking hated her. She is still to this day one of the worst managers I have ever worked for. And I know it says a lot, and, and you probably shouldn't go on and speak about your previous experiences with an employer, but I'm telling you, if there's any abusive abusive employer who was who abused their power who was very manipulative who would talk shit behind your back who would just be an awful person it was that woman who was my store manager at that claire's um so i have no shame saying that i'm not going to say her name i'm not going to say what claire's and it's not claire's fault it's not the corporation's fault i am not here defaming the corporation my personal opinions on the corporation i might share those at a later time depending depending on how it goes but i'm telling you I was in a bad spot. I was in this abusive relationship. I was in this job that was literally like killing me on the inside. I was so stressed out. And this woman walks in and it was right before I was about to close. And she brings in, or it wasn't right as I was about to close, but it was definitely nearing closing time. And it was just me working. Nobody else was in the store. And she has two little girls who are going to come in and get their ears pierced. Now, I had experiences with little girls her daughter's age and having just one piercer do it was kind of a fucking nightmare. I mean, I had this one girl who was Kyle's mom's manager at the time. Her daughter kicked me. Her daughter did not want her ears pierced. She came in the first time during a piercing event and we got one ear pierced. She refused to do the other ear. Her mom spent a hundred plus dollars just bribing her to get her ears pierced. That didn't even include the price of the piercing itself because she got like a 50 or she got the 14 karat gold earrings that or the, the gold earrings that Claire's offered at the time. And she was brought in a second time. That second time we tried to pierce her and it was not happening. She came in the third time and allegedly my manager helped hold her daughter down to pierce her ears. Now I'm not going to give my personal opinion too much about how I feel about kids getting their ears pierced. But I feel like if your child is fighting you tooth and nail to get something that honestly they could live without, it's not like a fucking, you know, it's not a shot. It's not medicine. It's, it's a an item, like a physical appearance item, why are you going to force them to do that? But that's my personal opinion. I digress. So this woman comes in, her two daughters actually did fantastic. I told her, I was like, Hey, I'm nervous about doing this. She's like, no, 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 they'll be fine. They were fine actually. And that was really exciting. But, um, she started asking me about the job and I was at this point where I was like, fuck it. I'll tell anybody. So she listened and I was just expressing how much, you know, I, I really just did not like this job and, and how this company was, was not harming me. It was my boss at the time. And, and it was, you know, just not a good place in my life. Cause I was also being abused at home, which I did not tell her at the time. And so she said that she was actually a part of a business that you could do from home outside of your job and fully raise your kids and that you can make money doing. I was like, okay, like, cool. Tell me all about it. I'm fucking desperate. So she's like, let's meet for coffee. She um, got my phone number the same way that anybody else is prospecting. And sure enough, I got coffee with her and she was wearing her uh, scarf, which represented this company. And I would come to learn that this is a company called Arbonne. And if you don't know a whole lot about Arbonne, it was essentially, it was a created by a guy named, uh, I can't pronounce his name either. His name is Petter Mork, Mork. I believe he's Norwegian. It was founded in the 1980s in Orem, Utah. And it is skincare. It's skincare. It's makeup. It's weight loss. It is health. Health, nutrition, wellness, similar shit 
to Amway. And I believe now their CEO is a guy named Tyler Whitehead. <laughs> Whitehead. Anyways. <laughs> um, but you know, it was it was a company that, you know, seemed legit. They'd been around for a long time. I was like, dope, like maybe this could be okay. So she she sold me, right? And I was signing up. I was buying the products and she told me, just go and have a party. <sighs> Let me tell you, it sucked. Cause I immediately went to my coworkers and one coworker showed up. Some girl that I went to military school with also came, but I came super late. Uh, this other girl I went to military school with came and her boyfriend was there to hang out with Kyle. And I, I call her Violet. I fucking hate her. And I will hate her till the day I die because she was victim blaming. She like, um, she basically like justified everything that Kyle was doing to me. And, um, I'll never forgive her for that. I'm so sorry, but I won't. Um, but basically this lady, she told me like, Hey, just tell them you've got wine. They're going to come over for a girl's night. They're going to get quote pampered. And it was just so, oh, it was horrible. And I did this twice. You guys, I did this fucking twice. I had another party. Um, cause this time I lived in a different area and I went back home to visit my mother, which was a horrendous thing all in itself. But I had a party there and my brother's ex-wife came and, uh, Ugh, it was just, it was just a fucking shit show. And if I'm being honest, in my humble personal opinion, as somebody who bought their products and used them, I did not like them. Um, the same way I feel about artistry from Amway, I don't like their makeup products. I did not, I didn't love them. But there are people who do. There are people who loved their makeup, who loved their skincare. There are people who were completely opened up to skincare itself because of these places. So it's like, again, these are, they're MLM companies, they're distributors, and I, I don't love their models, if I'm being honest. It's very predatory. It's predatory to find somebody who's down in their luck, tell them to spend money, and they will eventually make more money. I'll never understand that. Um, I don't know if this lady is still involved in Arbonne. I actually haven't talked to her for several years. Um, and I can't actually speak to the Landmark Forum couple either. I have no idea if they're even still associated with the Landmark Forum, but I do know that they are no longer together. So I don't know if that has anything to do with the forum. I just can speak to my own internet digging and what I have found. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it just comes down to, I was in this really desperate time in my life. I really wanted a way out. And that's what they really preyed upon. You know, I don't blame this lady for talking to me about Arbonne, to be honest. You know, she was not predatory like worldwide. She was just, you know, seemingly trying to help. She was, you know, she sold me on some products. It really wasn't a cult-like environment to me. Um, but if you've had any experience with Arbonne yourself, definitely, definitely reach out. Again, Instagram at XSNT underscore podcast. DM me. I would love to hear what your testimony is. Um, but that's what I've got for you guys today. I know it's not super lengthy, but I had to tell this story because I had completely forgot about both of these organizations. And then one day it just kind of came about. I was like, oh shit, I did have experiences with different MLMs. I'm still anti-MLM, you guys. MLMs are bullshit. I get so freaking tired of these people who are preying upon like moms. Let's be real. Women are the ones who are being poached the most and they're posting things like looking for uh 10 people to work from home let me know if you're interested and it's like what the fuck like actually and it's so predatory because then you have to then you do end up having to tell them like oh it's this company and you yes you do have to pay to get started 
you have to recruit people you have to sell a product and it's like some people are just looking to work from home and they're not looking to do sales they don't want anything to do with your mlm karen i'm sorry it does not qualify as a small business shout out to the facebook owners by the way who own these anti-mlm facebook groups y'all are the best for helping us as a community grow together um i am a part of a couple of them one of them being the x amway group on facebook and um the roberta blevins which if you have not heard life after mlm y'all gotta go listen to her she has some fantastic fantastic stories about MLMs. Specifically, if you were a part of Amway in any way, shape, or form, you have to go listen to that Amway's, Amway Tools Business episode because I'm telling you, I was just so shocked by how, met, how much I learned from this. It's, it's crazy to me. Um, so let me know if you guys want any further information. I know that I didn't go full deep dive into either of these things, but if you're ever curious to know more, definitely let me know. Let me know if there's an MLM you guys want me to talk about. If you were a part of one, tell me about it. I want to hear it. Guys, follow me on Instagram and TikTok, both at XSNT underscore podcast. I am also trying to upload more on YouTube. You guys, I am back. I am here. I am going to be producing so much more content because guess what? There are multi-level marketing everywhere. There are unfortunately toxic relationships happening every single day. And I am so excited for people who have reached out to me, who want to tell their stories, people who have shared the podcast. Please continue to share. Share this podcast. Get the word out there. And also, for anybody who found me uh, based on hashtags, oh, you guys are awesome. You guys have to go check out the hashtag underscore or hashtag underground city, C-I-I-T-Y. Um, see who that's affiliated with. If you're ever curious, if you're bored, go check out that hashtag. Um, anyways, that's all I got for you guys today. We'll catch you in the next episode.